But that's what I'm saying. Is it technology or attention? I don't want to be the guy that on every hole is like... Right, two degrees. Put the put your club down. Get the shaft lined up. Okay, is this exactly? You know, oh no! I but but I'm telling you, as a guy who's like been miserable and again just total mental block on putting, I'm right. I'm thinking, hey, can I retrain my defective brain? And <laughs> and if that helps, yeah, I'm all for it. What is up, everybody? How you living? No putts given. We're back. Tony, Chris, golf spy, T golf spy, C twenty. What what are we wearing there today? A little tropical flavor. Yeah, I just grabbed a hat. I have them all over the house, much to my wife's dismay. So yeah. I grabbed this hat and yeah, tropical, woohoo, fun. Tropical. I like the camo hat. Can you even see my hat? It's camo. I can. I can see. Yeah. It's like yeah, original NPG camo, although it's it's also kind of giraffe print. It's Yeah, it's like, kind of like camo meets safari. Like if you were trying to hide, your ideal background would be a giraffe. <laughs> that's probably true well we're gonna get to uh other collaborations here in a minute um but first of all it's pga championship week tony is this one of the four golf tournaments you'll watch throughout the year typically yeah maybe but i'm gonna let you in on so my wife and daughter are gonna be gone <laughs> this weekend so i'm gonna be mm. gonna be trying to get out on the golf course as much as i can and then i will come home both days likely and take a big fat nap please go away let me sleep for the love of god uh-huh. and, you know if i happen to catch some golf maybe but uh, as you know i also watch a lot of the european metric football yes you do and so if there's something that is more interesting to me than a PGA championship and you know, I will never claim to be the world's greatest connoisseur of golf, professional golf, any kind of golf on television there's Sunday, let's, you know, catch Maybe. the last half an hour if it's interesting, but see, yeah. see what's I'm going not going to BS you guys. It was the first time I've ever really watched golf. Well, it, I mean, <clears throat> I'm kind of the opposite in the sense I'll have it on, you know, morning tonight, new stuff, but we might see some new things this year. CBS is doing kind of a tech revamp. First thing I want to ask you about, preview, no laying up. Uh, the crew over at NLU is involved this year, this time around, and possibilities of something kind of like a Manning cast. Um, it's actually Omaha Productions is doing this as well, which is, you know, the team, obviously Peyton Manning's, uh, production crew that uh, did the first Manning cast, but two questions. Number one, would that get you to watch, Tony? Would that get you to change? And do you think this is a good move for just TV broadcast of golf in general? Kind of this, you know, this way that we're going with it. So first question, no, it's it's probably not going to get me to watch, and that has nothing to do. You're with maybe not that, a good person to ask that. No, to, I, yeah. I'm not. Like I'm. I'm not the guy to ask. Like it's it's no. not going to influence me. Although it it might influence me to check it out and say, hey, along the lines of, is this something that might actually interest me to the degree that I watch more golf? Um, but I don't know. I don't. There's nothing like I'm not like. Oh my god, it's no laying up. I got to watch that. Mm-hmm. But it's but in terms of you know your your second question, do I like it? Do I think it's a good idea? I think it's awesome. Absolutely. Like you said, I'm not I'm not your I'm not the demographic. I don't watch, consume a lot of NLU content. I know guys that do. I have friends who are rabid NLU followers and it's not lost on Mm -hmm. me like that. 
they kind of came from a spot with like, hey, professional golf coverage sucks. What right. would we want in professional golf coverage? Let's go create that. That's what they did. And I think, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, what they created is what they want out of golf coverage. And when you get into these, we call it legacy media, industrialized almost. Right. Where it's kind of like, this is the machine and this is the way the machine goes and operates. And it, right. it doesn't deviate. It's very difficult to kind of change your path once you're, once you're set in your ways as, as network broadcasts tend to be. So I think right. as an alternative, this is, this has a lot of potential, even, even if it's not specifically for me, cause I'm not a big professional golf on TV guy anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think two thoughts, one, you know, I think this is a perfect time to try it and try some of the stuff because one, the PGA championship as one of the four majors, right. Let's be honest. It's the least popular of the four. It's the one that has, I would say, the least of an identity. You know, if people were to kind of rank them, like why you love the Masters, U.S. Open, the Open Championship. What's that fourth one? Oh, yeah. PG, like it's kind of. It's I'd say it's the for... other major, but that's actually uh, TBC Sawgrass, the yeah, players. I mean, so, so it's, you know, you have kind of a different different element there. And so I think the opportunity to try something different like this, it's a perfect time to do it. I also think that they said, we we've harped on PJ tour broadcast, just like I said, the, the industrial machine of broadcast is there's, there's only so much they can do, you know? Yeah. You can mic up a player, you know, have them kind of talk you through a hole or whatever. And we've seen some of that on the mainline broadcast. I think, you know, getting some people out there uh, that maybe have, a little bit different personality is great, but or again, a personality, or, but they're still stuck within the machine, you know? So it's still, Hey, we got people in the booth. We got people doing interviews. We got on course people walking by them and da da da. And it's like, you got your positions, you got your system, etc. Is this maybe something that like you take a whole different approach to and go, Oh, like, again, use the Manning cast example. I know there are people that would prefer to watch that version of football as opposed to a, a traditional network broadcast. So is there an answer for golf that may be something like that where you might actually go, hey, this is more kind of me watching golf with my buddies, um, you know, that would be enticing. I don't know. Maybe. There's potential. There's potential in it. Who knows what sort of guidelines slash restrictions they're going to throw on them. Right. And that, you know, that can suck the life out of something pretty quickly. But hopefully the guidance is, hey, you know, go do what you do because what you do is is good and, you know, might be better than what we do. So do it. Anybody pop to mind? Like if you said, I know you got the NL, you guys, whatever. The Manning casting, I'm going back to that. That's brilliant. I love listening to Peyton Manning talk football. I could listen to him broadcast, you know, because – knowledgeable, personable, etc. Is there anybody you think of in the golf space or if they're like, hey, we're going to take over broadcasting or if you could kind of put together a broadcast team of people that you would kind of get excited about? Like you kind of maybe slot some people in there? Off the top of my head, no. I mean, <laughs> to be brutally honest. Nothing's exciting. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like I initially what popped into my head and it's so bad, but I'm like, I feel like 
Gary McCord, if you brought McCord back, and I know we we're kind of trashing legacy media here, but right, and just turned him loose and and not sort of said like this is your role and you have to play this role and you can't venture outside of this box. I right. think you know McCord is a really smart, insightful guy when you talk to him, and he's he's brilliant, he's genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's as much as that's sort of like the opposite of what feels like a good answer. I would, I would actually think about bringing McCord back and, and just kind of taking the leash off. Yeah, I would too. I like that. I would think about assembling like a quick panel and trying to figure out the people you want and then figure out maybe where to go or how you would do that with them. I know, uh, you know, network broadcast, they, they snagged Colt Nost, um, Colt's partner in crime over there. Drew Stoltz is unreal funny one of maybe one of the top five funniest people in the world but we would need like maybe an 18 and over subscription you know kind of thing where you could maybe listen in on some stuff and then maybe you get a scott fawcett on there or somebody that's talking strategy if you got a strategy question like i would almost see it like that and you have kind of one person maybe moderating and going back and forth with uh kind of these different personalities but i don't know well Something it's anyway. it's an interesting and it's important to draw a distinction here between the pga of america right behind the, right. the pga championship and the pga right. tour because as we know the Not, tour has been incredibly reticent to do I, anything fun I mean, I mean call it almost honest coverage of events or right. honest coverage of the professional golf and it's talking you know, things like refusal to show bad shots most of the time or (laughs) even at the video gets put up of something yeah we're gonna we're gonna yeah let's let's not let anybody have access to the content we're gonna we're gonna maybe quietly fine and suspend guys but we're gonna keep that super secret and we don't talk about it we pretend it never happened so Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's time to evolve and and hopefully you know this is one small step in the right direction yeah Anything but authentic at times, and like you said, uh, yep, there's a great opportunity there for sure. And we're going to come back to a couple pieces of that because CBS is getting digital with this thing too. They're supposed to unveil new graphics, digital packages. Um, The two things I'm going to be watching for is one, just the total broadcast, the width of the broadcast, and see are there things that might go, yeah, this might be really cool for another event. And then secondarily, the tournament itself. It's your neck of the woods ish. You're closer know, yeah. to Rochester, I mean, New York than I, know, I am. <laughs> I have I know probably a dozen people making the drive, so Yeah. Yeah, so it'll Lake's be kinda cool. Out. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I'm not surprised. You're not going. You're not no. gonna go. Who's gonna win it, Tony? Who is going gonna to go win? With, I'm gonna go with Since you're not watching anyway. Who's gonna for win? For me, in my estimation non-scientific, non-formulated, no direct correlation with OWGR, but in my estimation, the best player without a major, oh, Xander Shoffley. Oh, the Shafafel. Yeah. I mean, go back right. to Augusta a few years ago, right? Yeah. One, one bad target choice away from, oh. from a green jacket, in Ugh. my opinion. So he's primed. He's ready. It's the year of Scheffler and John Rahm. Rahm got the first major of the year. I'm going Scheffler for the second one. But we'll see. Um, I'll watch. Tony, I'll let you know how it all turns okay. out. I'll keep you posted. I, could you imagine <laughs> if Rom wins this now? All of a sudden, the slam starts to look in play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It be, wouldn't uh, surprise yeah. me at all. Would not surprise me at all. What did kind of surprise me, though, last week, winner on the PJ Tour, Jason Day, 
first time in five years. <laughs> My God. I know. Seems wild. I mean, he, right? I mean, you talk about Ascent, number one player in the world, a lot of things, injuries, vertigo, sniffles. Couple <laughs> got to like it was like every every time out there was some sort of ailment and they got back issues for sure. Seemingly which... and some of them just seemed ridiculous and it just felt like it was always something to talk about. Oh, you know, I don't like Jason Day's chances this week. He's you know cut his toenail a little too short and it hurts. It's a little ouchy. Do I need to call you a wambulance? Allergies. Yeah, gotta take your Claritin, Tony. Take your Claritin. But uh I'm going to go through his bag just very quickly. I want you to pick out the two top two things that you find interesting about this because once upon a time, Jason Day was a big piece of the TaylorMade staff, obviously, when he was at the very top of his game. He is no Back longer. when it looked like he was going to win everything every <clears throat> week all the time. And then, Absolutely. Yeah. But he is one of these gear-free agents where it is actually interesting for a second. So he won this last week. Ping G430 LST driver with... A TPT prototype shaft. Okay. Tailor made fairways and irons, a mix of old and new, some 70, 770 stuff in there. The MC irons, which you and I both hit out there, I know we were fans of, but uh, some Sim Max and some new stealth stuff in the fairways. Vokey wedges, 60 T grind. Tailor made Itsy Bitsy Spider Putter and Bridgestone Tour BX. Ball. What jumps out? T-Grind. Always love the T-Grind. T-Grind will never, ever not jump out. You know that. Um, yeah, we've yeah. talked about this. The stock 60-degree wedge on the PGA it Tour is, these years. Like, like, oh, yeah, there you it's, go. It's so funny. Like, it has become this thing, and, and maybe because we talk it a lot, about it a lot, but it does seem to be think, something that people are starting to notice now. And like you said, it has sort of become like the official lob wedge of the PGA Tour in some capacity. So, that's cool, and I think, you know, I guess what stands out the rest of the way is really the Bridgestone ball, if only because it's – things haven't necessarily worked out beautifully for Bridgestone. Like, Tiger was a huge signing. No doubt. But he hasn't played much. No doubt. Bryson Bryson went full Bryson and <laughs> call it parting of the ways, cut loose, however you want to phrase it gonzo from the from the bridgestone roster and so this is a company that in terms of flagship people yeah ambassadors right very very limited despite a a product that a lot of people seem to like Mm -hmm. and so for them to get a win from a guy that they kind of certainly did not they bought low (laughs) that's i guess how you phrase that yeah they they invested at the right time and and it seems to have paid off. So good, yeah, good for Bridgestone, good for Jason Day. I mean, he always seemed like a a decent, likable kind of guy. So I'm um, yeah, happy all around here. Yep, good for Bridgestone, thing. good for Jason Day, good for the T grind, good for the T grind, good for humanity. It's at retail, and in so many of the comments that we get, it's a tailor made in Callaway world with drivers, right? I mean, the top, you know, if, if there's three. We see it retail when we're picking, hey, who's going to sell most at retail? It's like, is it A or is it B? Is it Coke or is it Pepsi? That kind of thing. But the 430 LST, he did a, he uh, gained quite a bit uh, strokes off the tee. And maybe this is kind of a sleeper driver because, again, Ping doesn't tend to do things loudly as a company anyway, uh, necessarily. But 
yeah, just good to see, I guess, uh, good to see that product get a win as well. And it could be, again, I, I, I like the non-staffer approach to it, seeing what guys are playing. And obviously that matchup worked well uh, for him. So might be something to watch. That's kind of interesting to me. Some inside info here. So Ooh, you're to date stuff. So right now your best-selling driver on the market is the Callaway Paradigm. No surprise, no surprise it's there. It's weird, right? Companies don't talk about that nearly as much. Used to be like almost weekly, right? There'd be the new we're number one. But so mm-hmm. Callaway on top, but both Callaway and TaylorMade are down year over year. Titleist and Ping. Ping especially is is making some noise. Both of those doing better than the previous year. So, you know, something retail. to keep an eye on. These yeah, are retail yeah. numbers, right? Yeah. So, so okay. good stuff. Yeah. With that, a uh, new segment, people. We're going to throw it back here to HQ. It's called What's New from HQ. So with that, Adam, what's going on? What's going down? Tell the people what's it like behind closed doors. All right. Thanks, Chris, for throwing it over to a brand new first edition, new at HQ. And we have a lot going on. First, if you are a zero to around an eight to 10 handicap, let's say, players iron testing just wrapped up. And we have a new name in the top three that you probably have never heard of. And at this price, it's going to definitely raise some eyebrows. Two, we have push cart testing that just got completed. Three, do you play a Callaway Supersoft? If you do, 100% of you should run, not walk, to go read the article that just came out today on the ball lab that Tony put out. And also, we have what might be a disruptor if there can be one of those and in the electric cart section, it's $6.99. And if this thing performs as well as the bikes that that company sells in Walmart, it's probably gonna do pretty well at a third of the cost of all the other competition. So that's what we've got going on inside the facility today. So back to you, Chris. See you next time. Adam, thank you. As always, cool stuff going on. Can't wait to uh, hear what's Busy. next there. Busy as per usual. Tech talk right into it, Tony. Callaway. Ball Lab, I got questions. Yeah. Got a lot of questions here. But yeah. why don't you just tell me some stuff first? Yeah. yeah. You so look, you look sad. You look melancholy, Tony. We, I mean, a little background on, on Ball Lab. We don't do a ton of ionomer stuff anyway. Uh, but What's ionomer had, stuff? Just like, for the people you know, that may not watch every week. two-piece cover, right? You're, you're not tour-level spec in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to – we don't do a lot of it, mostly because we stay busy with the, the premium real performance stuff. But at the same time, we know Supersoft is a popular ball. Not only Very because, popular. Not even not popular. Not only because Very. readers – not only because readers ask, well, what about Supersoft? And you know, how come you don't review Supersoft? Are you scared to review Supersoft? Like, I'm afraid to put a ball in a gauge. I don't get that line of thinking. Um, but the the other piece here is it is one of the best-selling balls on the market. Like Pro V1, Pro V1X always do really well. ChromeSoft mm-hmm. is right there. But in some mm-hmm. months, in any given month, Supersoft will outsell ChromeSoft. Mm-hmm. And so it is, you know, when you it talk about- It is a retail the- darling. Yeah, when you talk about the top five balls on the market, it's you know those four I mentioned plus, plus a TP5. Okay. If you want to talk about kind of the, the top balls on the market, it's generally kind of your, your premium mm-hmm. urethane stuff. or mm-hmm. and, and then kind of Supersoft is the outlier in that group. And so I, I, it seemed like it warranted a look. What are we getting here? And you know, we did have the 2019 ball in the database still mm-hmm. there for people to look at, but it, it was time to take a fresh look for sure. So what did we find? What did we uh, find, Tony? 
Yeah. So in some respects, the ball has improved. So previous generations, we found a lot of con concentricity issues, kind of like thick, thin stuff going on with the cover here. Mm -hmm. We didn't see that, but man, the, the compression range on across our sample was messy. Okay. Let's call it that. And I don't mean Lionel. I just mean <laughs> just ugly. You and your metric football analogies. There you go. So, um, yeah, 20, the compression spread across the sample was 22 and change from the high 30s to 60. Okay. Um, just... I mean, just and again, what's map. kind of a good normal delta? Uh, you know that range of compression. So we, the, the five best, to ten the, is pretty good. Five five is best of the best. You, okay. you get five is rare. Eight eight is pretty damn good. Ten's okay. So single um, digits. If you have a single digit yeah, range, yeah, you're so pretty pretty damn good, right? Yeah, and so context, right? The delta that's just one. Obviously, the metrics we look at, but. Mm -hmm. um, we only we've only had two that were worse. Okay, in terms of that delta, that total, and, that, so and then twenty two. The the score that our the the metric we look at to base our compression consistency score off is actually the standard deviation across the sample, right? And uh, bell curve. In the, yeah, super soft in that respect is is the worst ball in the database, worst we've tested to date as far as the so, standard deviation of compression goes. So that's yeah, that's that's really the big red flag. We we also had two that weren't round, but that that happens. It's less of a concern to me, but I just I just hate seeing any kind of like all over the map spread for any metric. So what, you know, <clears throat> we'll get to other stuff too. We talk performance testing. Obviously the ball test we do in the summers where we actually test the performance of golf balls and what happens. But with that wide of a range on any golf ball on compression, what are the most noticeable outcomes or things that would impact me as a golfer? If I go to buy this and I hit one ball, that's a, you know, 38 compression and the other one is 60. So there's your I mean, your correlation to compression is ball speed. That's why we say soft is slow. Right. And so you're going to have a range of ball speed and again, for the target audience, maybe it's less of a concern. Uh, Cause you know, those guys mm -hmm. aren't, aren't killing the ball anyway. And so, you know, the, the differences aren't going to be as exaggerated as you know, speed is an accelerant. It's gasoline on whatever fire happens to be with your golf ball. Speed is speed is gasoline. Uh, so I, for the target audience, maybe yeah. it's not the worst thing imaginable. Uh, and then the other consideration here too, there's always that relationship between your, your hardness of the core and then, and the next layer or right. Case, that's where right, spin comes in, right? Cover. So. Right. And so you are going to get some spin variation when, when something in the ball isn't on spec as well. So just sure. kind of a, a general inconsistency play. Now, like I said, the good news here is we didn't have like massive, uh, layer concentricity issues, but right. at the end of the day, like you just, it, it needs to be more consistent. Any, it's just, yeah, can you, I, I mean, can you expect to it to be more consistent at the price point they're selling it at? Cause that, that's part of the consideration, right? This, this isn't a $50 a dozen ball. It's not a $40 a dozen ball. It's yeah, well, is it mid 20s? Yes, but is it under 30? It, it's a $25 golf ball, but it has a Callaway logo on it. And that's, I mean, that's ultimately it and it is and i mentioned this in the write-up for better or worse I, I do think it is fair to some degree to distinguish between callaway usa chicopee mass ball plant where right. they have made 
real improvements, quantify, we're starting to see it in our data. They have overhauled that place to the point where when it comes to concentricity of the golf ball, right? This is how Ball Lab all started with off-center cores and things like that. I don't have those concerns with anything coming out of that Chicopee plant. Like I have have full confidence that those balls, you know, I still think we're going to see some compressions change. Right. ranges as they as they continue to improve there but i don't, right. I don't worry about things being wonky right. in terms of the construction but this ball is not made there this ball right. is this is this comes from overseas launch technologies it's a full callaway ball it's it's a callaway recipe but mm-hmm. somebody else is doing the cooking and the and qc and the qa and the inspecting i, I would right? imagine callaway would probably tell me that they have people in the factories to oversee things that's that's a general thing we hear from from any company that outsources part of its production. Right. Um, but notably, if you look at the packaging, any of the, the, the Chrome soft, Chrome soft, all of that stuff, right? Precision logo, precision right. technology logo on the boxes, super soft, ERC soft, no precision technology. There's no claim of it. Right. And, and part of it is, you know, the Callaway, this is not a Callaway factory. It does not have all of the capabilities from what I can see, of, of Callaway and Chicopee Mass. And so, mm-hmm. you know, based on that, maybe your expectation should be lower, but the consumer doesn't know where his golf ball is coming from. A Callaway ball is a Callaway ball. He's not going to go, well, is this, is this a USA no, Callaway ball? Probably right. has never given that a moment's thought. And so in that respect, it's it's a little bit disappointing as much as I can can kind of excuse it a little bit knowing what I know about yeah, you know that, and what I come back to, kind of my summary point in all of this is dating all the way back to to Ely Callaway. They've had the company has had this mantra of demonstrably superior, pleasingly different. Mm-hmm. And when you see something like that you know phrase. what we found with this super soft, and like it, it just if you want to consider, and I don't know if that statement is a promise. Maybe it's maybe it's an, a goal, an objective. But if you want to say, hey, that is the Callaway promise. My words, mm-hmm. not Callaways. But if you say that is the Callaway promise this ball doesn't live up to it. And there's, yeah. there's no way to spin around that. And I get people sure. love it because it's soft and it's still soft. Well, and it's inexpensive. You know, at, at 60 compression, it's definitely not as soft as it should be. And that right. was, and so, you know, some issues here or there. Um, and it, it's tough for me because I've, I've genuinely over time become more bullish on Callaway golf balls. And at this point I'm like, sure. yeah, you feel, feel comfortable buying something made in Chicopee mass. Right. The stuff coming out of launch tech in Taiwan. Not so much. No. No, I'm not going to do it. And no, and big picture within our database, we've got you know a handful of launch tech models in the database. And mm-hmm. again, it is what it is. But a a good ball out of launch tech from what we've seen to date is at best average. rare. Yeah. So yeah, and it's rare to find one, right? So you got that proto concept, Tony. You know I love proto concept. I love me some proto concept. You and Lydia, me. me and Lydia Co. Loving our Japanese brands. I got a. Uh, there we go. There it is. Um, just a little quick. Uh, I'm actually going to take the plastic off here for... Yeah, this isn't the PGA the, show on the Yamaha boot. This is No, no, no. Right we don't got to leave the plastic on uh, here. But, um, yeah, new iron coming out of Proto Concept. Like you said, Lydia Co. in her free agent searching found Proto Concept, or they found her. She plays a combination of the 05 and the 07 irons. Um no wedges, other things, but she is the proto-concept iron player. I'm just having the time here. This They're serious. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that, that might be why they leave the plastic on. Holy cow. This is, 
I mean, you want to talk about spec tolerance and attention to detail from the Japanese companies. Right. They don't even plastic mess around with the precision sized plastic. Precision right size. We're gonna take some pictures of this this guy here, Tony. But this is the new C O three T C. What could T C possibly stand for? They made it for me. I appreciate that. I don't I'm know. That. Just, <laughs> it it I it's that's why I asked him. I'm calling it the CO3 Tony Covey. Could be tournament cavity. It could be a lot of things or whatever. But it's it's not tur. everything is tur. Everything's all tur. tour. Nothing but nothing is for Tony. It's all for the tour. Consummate players cavity back type of iron four through seven have kind of this undercut channel. We've seen some do that internally and leave it hollow. They prefer because these are forged at Endo, which is again one of the top two or three forging houses, my opinion, in the world. I think that's shared by others. But they forge and then mill to specific tolerances. The cavity basically changes CG location a little bit vertically on the different irons. Four iron through seven iron all have some of that undercut. Eight iron through pitching wedge do not. They don't have the undercut part, which, again, we've seen for a variety of reasons, but basically has to do with launch and spin. Endo forging, like I said, top of the heap. The whole idea of proto concept is to give golfers kind of that spec tolerance materials design that tour players might get through a prototype process, right? Where it's, you know, no holds barred, throwing, you know, the kitchen sink at it, sparing no expense, but then making it consumer friendly, consumer purchasable. Uh, Three fifty a head, three hundred fifty dollars a head, which is pricey, but it's not. I mean, we've seen four hundred and plus, but this is this is going to live, and that's where Proto Concepts going to live. They're going to live in that top tier, um, you know, space of probably the most expensive. It's not a mass market kind of thing. You can get them though, like through Fairway Jockey. Uh, True Spec is a big fitter for them as well, um, and I'm a huge fan. I absolutely love these irons in particular you still have them in the bag you, you played proto concept for a while right mm-hmm. i did i'm actually looking at, i had the blades and the short irons and then the co3 the original co3 i didn't like as much they said they've addressed a couple of those concerns with this particular head so i'm very very excited to test these out in kind of that five six seven iron once you get to nine iron and wedge muscle cavity blade they're really not very different is all because i mean you're hitting it with you know a different angle it's all in the, loft. It's all in the loft, loft man once you get hitting to, it with loft once you get to 40 degrees or so kind of that nine iron range even eight iron 36 37 more about the loft but really that five six yeah maybe into that seven range um super super excited to give these a run so there you go there's tech talk tony what kind of shoes do you have on today I got my running shoes on. Yeah, you need it because it's speed golf time. Here we go. I got questions for you, Tony. I got questions. I'm Thumbs actually up. wearing slippers, but that's Ooh. okay. Okay. Well, maybe it's slipper speed golf. Buy or sell. Tito's and William Murray. Collaboration. <laughs> it's on the homepage. Buy or sell, Tony. Uh, like it or hate it. So, it's so bad that it's good. I'm buying all day. You're buying Con- it all I, Connor's got to love this stuff because, like, I – yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's in his wheelhouse, so love it. <laughs> he uh, – yes. Um, next question. Next collaboration you want to see. What clothing company and what maybe product that's golf adjacent? Who do you want, Tony? 
Tour Edge want- and Jose Cuervo. Tour Edge and Jose Cuervo. I love it. Sock showdown. The best pair of socks on the planet. You and I had, we've had a debate. And oh, man. Yeah, this it's, is going to be odd, a- like the staff threads that just get people fired up. Yeah. This uh-huh. is what's what's your favorite, Tony? Favorite Features. 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 Yep. I'm a big Kent Wool guy. I reach out to Kent Wool, reach out to Features, reach out to a couple others. We're going to have a whole segment on one of these shows on a sock showdown. So put your best foot forward, Tony, best foot forward. And we're going to debate and discuss features of, because, hey, I know we laugh at it a little, but if you're going to skimp on something. This will be enthralling content. I Well, I'm just saying, if you're going to skimp on something in the golf space and you're, you're a walker, you're a golfer, you know how important socks are. A bad pair of socks can absolutely ruin an entire round. A bad pair of shoes can do the same. I can't say the same for a bad seven iron, you know, yeah, but I can guarantee you, just... you bad pair of socks, man, will ruin the whole thing. You you just reach a point in your life, I think, where you you understand that there are there are places to save money and there are places to spend. And I'm a big Socks. proponent of saying like, do not cut corners. Spend money. Spend money on socks. Spend money on underwear. It's, oh, okay. Well, we may get into that second part of that at some point as well too. <laughs> Facebook translations, one of our favorite categories, Tony. Uh, one came up this week. Mizuno. Always knocks it out of the park with these. What's our latest Facebook trans- translation? Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's not Mizuno's fault. So. No, it's not Mizuno's fault at all. But when you take something from, you know, again, this tends to be, uh, you know, Japanese situation where we're, we're trying to translate from product names from one language to another. And you're going for a certain idea or something. And the translation just doesn't go as smoothly as you had hoped. Uh, Mizuno does a good job of pointing some of these out at times, and we have a whole list of, of some really, really fun ones. But what, what was the most recent yeah, one? Yeah, the M, so this is on the M-Craft. How do you pronounce that? Omoi, Omoi, that O-M-O-I, yeah. however Mwah. you pronounce it. Oh, I can't. Omoi, If it's French, maybe. I, I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, obviously I don't read Japanese, but the Facebook translation was, Mizuno digging putter. Please experience the unique touch of the horse. <laughs> unique touch of the horse. If that I, don't, I not... don't know how that did not come up in the call about it. There was no, like that to me is a major selling point. Like you want to get me to watch PGA tour golf, somehow integrate the unique touch of a horse, whatever That's that means into game. it. Just, yeah, I'm oh, in. I guarantee you, people are looking it up right now, as I would be. Uh, touch of the horse. Touch of the horse. Last question. All right. Is this the year, Tony? Is this the year? Is a year that we finally have a budget launch monitor that equals somehow or close to sufficiently equals. The capabilities of enterprise grade twenty thousand dollar plus launch monitor. Specifically, I'm talking about this three thousand dollar price point. So, am I going to be able to spend plus or minus three thousand dollars on a launch monitor and get a twenty thousand dollar type of performance? Is no. This year, finally, you're going to get closer than ever before. But are you going to there get you. exactly there? No. I'll take it. I'll take closer than ever before. A lot of good stuff today. As always, leave your comments, questions, hopes, dreams, challenges, thoughts, feelings, whatever else you want. Golf Spy T and Golf Spy C. 
We're going to take a quick break. But for those of you that enjoy the after show, stick around. We'll be right back. And I'm back. I said it was your prostate that you're getting older. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thanks for sticking around for the after show where we dig a little bit deeper. We dive a little bit deeper onto into a couple topics. A um, couple equipment things we didn't have time to get to in the main show that I want to uh, touch on. But first, let's talk about golf balls, Tony, because we like golf balls and, and things like that. But... I'm seeing a lot of designs lately. I, I tend to think a golf ball is white, round, and on the ground. Not the case anymore. We are seeing, I asked you a question a couple of weeks ago, like, hey, you know, are designs on golf balls or patterns on golf balls, is that going to take over? And you're like, yeah, basically no, not in our lifetime. But what what's going on? What's, what is the deal with this recent madness of alignments and stripes and ombre designs and things and pictures and tacos. Yeah, there seems and... there is a battle afoot. It's, and it seems to be, as I joked in, in Friday's article, two companies fighting right now, Callaway and TaylorMade going back and forth on, on the visual mm-hmm. technologies. I, TaylorMade had, had picks and Stripe and now MySymbol and who knows, mm-hmm. in, in a perfect world, maybe a MySymbol picks. We integrate and get more more cool ways to put designs on golf balls and Callaway obviously kind of licensed Truvis and then triple mm-hmm. track and made it their own. And now they've got what ERC fade, um, fade pattern. We'll talk about this, this one, this that's one, the one this I'm is, calling ombre. This is a special one. Though. I don't know if you can see that with the camera, but if you can make out, is that Chromesoft XLS? Is that a, mm. Oh, did I, is that right? Cause I couldn't totally see it. I'm, uh-huh. I'm I was guessing there. I have friends in low places. Yeah, you do. Um, so I got one. to, yeah, they, they made these for me to try and we can talk about that in a bit, I guess. So and you got, I didn't, I didn't grab a tailor made stripe, but yeah, all kinds of stuff right. going on. And then the new one, the, the true track, which is true, this meets triple track, which looks kind of interesting as well. And it's just all kind of what's the visual point? tech. I don't know if we call it technology. So that I have two questions. That's one is, what defines real technology in a golf ball? And the second part of that is, is the purpose with something like this as simple as what it looks like, which is to help you align the ball to your target more effectively? I mean, is it that simple of an It's objective? a mix. It's a mix. So you do have... Like, hey, all right, let me let me point this at the hole. And then if I know my mm-hmm. line is at the hole, I just got to hit square to the line and the ball goes where I want it to. So same thing kind of here, right, with mm-hmm. what they call it, the, the path alignment. I can't remember. Clear path, maybe. Right, but you kind of have like a just... channel, it looks right. like. And that, that's that kind of the same thing and... with the, where are they got to be right here? Because you're, you're the ball guy, Tony. I, I, I know. You know. Somewhere I have more. <laughs> Let me just reach and gonna do a reach around on my desk and see if I feel I don't know where I put them there. It's a personal legitimately yeah. in my office somewhere, the new Callaway uh true track, but it's it's the same kind of ideas, you know, some form of combination of lines and white space and or to to create some sort of sure. alignment aid that in some cases explicitly designed to help you line your putts up to the target. Uh, also sold as, as a means to evaluate the role of the, your golf ball. Hey, did you 
Meaning like, hey, if you hit it square, sure. then it's, it's yeah. going to roll like that and not like this kind of thing. Right. You see a soup, uh, you would see them. that kind of tight end over end. Yeah, end and, over and end. just around the green when you're kind of hitting those low speed shots and you kind of see the pattern twirl and it just looks cool. It looks cool. So that's, so, that's part of it too. Is that real technology? So like when we talk about technology in a golf ball, let's take something that absolutely is technology, like a core formulation, materials, that's technology. Arrow patterns, dynamic patterns, right? Dimple designs, technology. Packaging that the golf ball comes in. I'm going to call that not technology. Where do these alignment aids visual? I know he said the word visual technology, but where, where do you put this stuff on that? Let's call it a technology continuum. Where do you put it? Spectrum of technology. Sure. Yeah, I think... Where do you put it on that spectrum from aerodynamic packages to the actual packaging it comes in? I don't I don't think we know. I think broad strokes. Let's let's mm-hmm. paint with really broad strokes and say that Okay, let's do that. Anything that improves performance for a golfer is technology. Ooh. And okay. so if if having this Ooh. line this pattern, this fade pattern, or this mm-hmm. picks pattern, or the other pattern, which I swear exists and I just can't find right now, um, when you're somehow story. helps you play golf because you're able to align the your putts better. And mm-hmm. we know, and you know, we're looking at ways to test this, but anecdotally, we know, and we know from from talking to to the people like the team at Edel Golf, for example, sure that. That golfers struggle to align just about anything with their target, whether it's whether it's a golf balls ball, themselves, feet, putters. shoulders, club face, right? And so <laughs> any, anything that yeah. anything that eliminates a hurdle, again, like this, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think it has to count as technology. And I'll, I'll tell you, so my putting has been trash this year, and you've played with me, you know, I'm. I'm That's odd. That's one of the stronger parts his, of your game. Historically, I'm a good putter, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, this year, among other mental deficiencies that have infiltrated my game, I am I am having real trouble line, no line, whatever, like aligning myself to the target. Mm-hmm. And so, the first couple holes over the weekend, I again using this ball because hey, it gave me something new to try and. You know, I, I'm still consider myself a left dash guy, but when you're not sure. playing well, it's why not experiment, I guess. Whoa. All right, man down. That's okay. We've got more. So can't take so anywhere. first couple holes, you know, I was aligning it and I had one really curved putt that had nothing. Did you only use it on putts to align it or did you yeah, use it like yeah. off and the so tee too? I started like just generally just so that I'm like I didn't want to line it up to hook the ball or anything like that. But <laughs> I, I kinda found that like on the second or third hole, I, I lined myself up and not. So basically, I pointed the the ball loosely at the hole and then lined myself up to what I thought was aligned to the hole, and they okay. conflicted. And I went with my setup versus where I put the ball, and I missed badly. So, so I wasn't, the ball was probably closer to right. And than so from then on out, I was like, "All right, let's line up the ball, trust the ball." Mm-hmm. And what I found was, like I said, I my my idea of where the hole was as it relates to the ball was wildly out of sync. Interesting. And so when I decided to trust the ball, my putting improved. And, Hmm. 
you know, you can make a case like we don't, you don't want guys spending all day trying yeah, to line up putts with stuff, a line. Right. Yeah, for right. real. I get it. But, but at the same time, I just, my, my hope is that if I, if I use something like this long enough, I'll retrain whatever has misfired in my brain and my right. ability to line up putts. If I can retrain it using something like this or sure. the channel on something like this or a stripe or the other, the, the balls that have gone missing. I'm very sad that I don't know where <laughs> you I put seem, them. You seem perturbed about the fact. Yeah, what, whatever it is, like whatever it is that works then yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. So when I'm calling this technology, yeah, I putted better once I started paying attention to this line. Therefore, it is technology. And like you said, we have not tested this yet, but man, it opens up opportunities. You're going to go find it, aren't you? Yeah, he he has a completion complex. But it opens up, to me, it opens up the possibility of how can we maybe test things, what people perceive as a line. Can they, as you're suggesting, retrain themselves if what they see over the ball is not actually correct but what they see you know from behind the ball lining it up is more correct what does that look if you're like, like me you've lost your balls you've yeah, lost no, your mind you've lost your balls uh you know i think this would be a super super it. interesting one to figure out you know in no doubt i would imagine taylor made callaway some others probably have some what research a, that's the thing right this, like right? i don't like, I don't understand. Yeah, hopefully somebody's got research. I don't understand why right. there's only two companies playing this game right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think some of it comes down to the efficacy, right? Like if there's proven, I mean, we we see that, right, in the industry all the time. If something works and it's proven to work and golfers understand that it works, other companies generally follow. Some follow right away. Some take more time. But at one point in time, not everybody had an adjustable driver, right? There was well, there, a, there is a... There an was element a... of challenger brands to this, right? Titleist, clear number one in the ball category by plenty still. Doesn't right. necessarily need to go out and and try things to grab attention. And that's the interesting thing is, are we just trying to grab attention? But that's what I'm saying. Is it technology or attention? Or, or does real... it help? And I'm saying, you know, again, I, I don't want to be the guy that on every hole is like... Right, two degrees. Put the put your club down. Get the shaft lined. Okay, is this exact? You know, oh no. I but know. but I'm telling you, as a guy who's like been miserable, and again, just total mental block on putting. As someone who used to putt pretty well, like I'm right. I'm thinking, hey, can I retrain my defective brain? And <laughs> and if that helps, yeah, I'm all for it. I, yeah, yeah. So put technology. Well, and the other one I want to test it against too, right? So more or less. Right, these balls come like that, whatever. I do. I am the Sharpie guy. So just put that Sharpie line on it. I don't like to use the line. And you, you know what I find is interesting? I like to use the line the further away I get from the hole. You know, like some people like it 10 yards or 10 feet and in and those kind of things. They want to be really precise. I find it's just the opposite for me. My biggest misses when I'm putting come when I'm, 30, 40, 50 feet away, and I'm standing over the ball. I'm like, okay, it's like roughly two cups, right? You know, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, you might miss it another foot, two feet. Yeah, to the right. It's like, ah. But if I have it, you know, online, then I can just focus on the speed. And I know I'm going to be pretty close. I can just focus on the speed. But are these better than a $3 Sharpie? You know, we have to take some time. I mean, it's, it's stuff a, that we can maybe test a preference. Get, There's right? no upcharge for this stuff. 
So that's yeah. For once. So you're not paying a premium for it. It's it's just part of the deal. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm coming around, and he like said I've chided Titleist a little bit for not having any skin in this particular game, and I would right. I would love to see something because, like I said, you know, I am mentally defective at this particular juncture as it relates to my golf game, and so. All right, so how if, if this is the fix? So one fix? like you said, you've been a left dash guy for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I bounce back and forth depending on whether I'm playing at elevation or not, but uh, sliding in very com- comfortably to this year's uh, the 2023 Pro V1X. Loving that. If Titleist did come out with something, now again, there's a a challenge there when you're the dominant leader in the category. This is a quote. What was the quote? It was like, uh, you know, winners focus on winning losers focus on winners, you know, kind of thing, like how to not be a follower necessarily. So if titles can figure out a way to do that, not necessarily be seen as a follower in an industry that they're already leading, what would you want them to come out with first? What would be your, I, you know, that that's a good question because I mean, they're obviously very different approaches. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know, and 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 maybe that's part of kind of the hesitation. One is, you know, they're they're not wanting for sales anyway, so it's not, you know, it's not a high priority thing to. But if you know something comes out with with science and data behind it, and you know, TaylorMade had a little bit of that with Stripe. Again, not independently verified, but you know, they did some tests to say, yeah. hey, we tried Stripe up against a normal golf ball, and it turns out guys do a better job aligning mm-hmm. to the target. And I think, you know, it's a simple thing. Maybe it's a dumb thing. But if you can start out by knowing that your ball with this mark is mm-hmm. online, headed towards the target, and all you have to do is execute a putting stroke, that that helps for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't we'll know. See. I don't know what it looks like for Titleist. I hope it's – I hope they do something. I hope it's cool. Um, I hope you figure out whatever has the biggest impact for you and your putting, and Titleist does that. Whatever that is, yeah. whatever that one is, yeah. you go, you go and say, "Hey, this is." I want them. I, I just want them to fix me. That's right. I'm broken. <laughs> fix, so, fix me. So yeah, deeply well. broken. My golf game is right uh, now. Uh, Tony, I know. I'm sorry to hear that, but you know what will cheer you up, Tony? The V grind. Yeah. Tell me about this just really quickly. I didn't. I caught the back half of it. I read the article quickly. Um, What's the yeah. new grind? New grind. New, new Wedgeworks only offering from Titleist, which means it'll probably sell out pretty quickly if it hasn't already, even at mm-hmm. 225 a wedge. But very simply, a V grind is like a high bounce T grind. So you get a mm. lot of. Okay. You get that. They got toe relief, heel relief, trailing edge relief. Sounds like a T grind, right? A Sounds lot of. Sounds like it. a lot of T grind, yep. More forward, the bounce angles more forward, but like a T grind. But. There's just more of it, more bounce. So high bounce T grind. That's the, that's kind of the very quick and simple way to think of the V grind. How do you not love that? So if it's, if you're a T grind person and it is firm and it's, we get, you know, take McGregor, your home course on a normal summer, whatever, more often than not, you're going to have a lot of firm, really tight, hard pan type of life. It is made for the T grind. But But you get, some rain, you get some moisture, and you're going to have 
some of these softer areas where the T grind is going to be no bueno. No. <laughs> Slide the V grind right in. Yeah. Problem and so solved. I've, I mean, I started it last year. We had a kind of Tuesday night league where the rain kind of crept in mm-hmm. and it was soft when I get out there. And I realized by the third hole, like the T grind, I was dead with it. I just, there was yeah. just no way I was. You know, I can use the tee grind, but I'm not tour proficient with it. And so when the conditions <laughs> change, I'm like, well, this, I don't know how to use this tool anymore. Right. And so I've, I've gone to keeping a higher bounce lob wedge in the trunk mm. for exactly this situation, knowing like I need to change that spot in my bag as the course conditions change. And yep. now that that spot in the trunk, uh-huh. which occasionally makes its way into the bag, will be the V grind. Will be. What has it been previous to? V grind. What uh, did you have? I've I've gone. I think like an old. I have an SM8 D grind, so I've used yeah. that. And then I think I have a, a 60 degree S um, or M. Mm-hmm. I don't know off the top. Of my head. I have an M. That's what I've done. I mean, yeah, V grind might be an M. Like I said, I part of the M, reason it's it's there, uh, unless you can get Aaron Dill to do the 80 plus grind for you. Those super geeks out there, look that one up. But um, I've historically, well, I just started doing that now this was came from Aaron Dell. he said you know let's let's look at two options here because of that with the t grind so i have an m grind because i'm very shallow into it um and the m grind works great when it's a little wet a little damp gives me more bounce i don't generally open it as much but it's all good it's all good any final thoughts tony anything um other than you're gonna go listen to fix you by Coldplay a bunch this afternoon <laughs> I'm just Maybe. gonna I'm just gonna go like this and stare at them until everything in my golf game works works again. So, yeah, horrific. well, I would horrific. Yeah, got to work at it, Tony. You can do it. You can do this. No, maybe not. If anybody has any suggestions on what Tony should do other than quit, sell his clubs, all that stuff, Tony wants to get better, guys. I have what, uh, what? I have actually scheduled an intervention for, but when this podcast published, I have an intervention scheduled for Thursday. Oh. Okay. All right. So, All right. With who? With Anders. With Anders? Yeah. <laughs> intervention. I'm not, it's not even, it's beyond, like, I can't even call it a golf lesson. It's yeah, an intervention. This, <laughs> is, <laughs> this is something medical. It's medicinal. Yeah, we need, this, is, this again, goes beyond. This is, yeah. Well, stay tuned yeah, next week way. for what happens with Tony and his <laughs> intervention and whether uh, he just listened to Coldplay all week or what we, what we did. But until next time, we out.